Welcome to another edition of ACC Now Podcast. I am C.L. Brown, the University of North Carolina beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer. And he is Jonas Pope joining me, who is the NC State beat writer at the News and Observer. What's going on today, Jonas? Not a whole lot. Just, you know, preparing my mind to, in the future, go to, to media day for NC State, maybe in Southern California or somewhere <laughs> in the South or maybe Chicago. I don't know. You know, Just preparing for a longer travel, longer than taking the train to Charlotte, that's for sure. You know, that's <laughs> at, at one point that would have been absurd, but the way we're headed right now in college athletics, who knows? Who knows? At least we can guarantee it'll be in this country, right? So, um, <laughs> so we're going to get to conference realignments and the ripple effects of, of the decision UCLA and or the announcement, I should say, UCLA and USC made to join the Big Ten in a second. But first, I wanted to keep it pop culture with you for a second because this was uh, the anniversary, uh, well, I should say last week, we're, we're on the heels of it, but the anniversary of Boomerang, um, Eddie <laughs> Murphy's. To me, it's funny. Eddie Murphy's best two movies to me were Boomerang and Coming to America. And depending on which one we're talking about, I'll flip-flop to which one I say is the best. Because I think Boomerang is that good, even though a lot of people, to me, take Coming to America as as tops. But I think Boomerang is right there, too. What, what do you think about that? Well, I had no idea. This is right up my alley. I love pop culture. I, I wasn't prepared for this. Um, <laughs> yo, Boomerang. Boomerang okay. I'm like you, depending on who I'm talking to and what we're talking about as far as which one is the best. I think Boomerang is probably aged a lot better than people give it credit for. Uh, the subject matter, it was, a, it was a real mature edit that we hadn't seen before. So I really appreciate the, the movie from what it was back in 1992. You can't mention Boomerang without mentioning the greatest soundtrack ever. So I think that may give it the edge over most any movie. Well, almost, almost any movie, um, especially coming to America. So I give, I give Boomerang the edge for the soundtrack, for the cast. Uh, you know, we met Chris Rock in Boomerang. Well, did we meet him in that or New Jack City? But anyway, funny Chris Rock. Uh, we met Halle Berry in Boomerang. So he brought back Robin Givens after the whole Mike Tyson uh, stuff. And but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm glad we went here. So good job. Yeah, Boomerang, <laughs> 30th anniversary. Absolutely. This is the best movie Eddie Murphy ever did. And and just some of the most, I mean, the the dinner scene with John Witherspoon to me <laughs> will go down, forever go down as one of the, the best uh, for Eddie Murphy movie, um, best scenes ever to me. But, yeah, Eddie um, Murphy, we got Eddie Murphy and Martin on the screen for the first time. People, a lot of people, you know, they think life was their first film together, but people forget they were boomerang together. So that yeah. was just going itself. Yeah. Maybe you got me all on Sunday. I don't even want to talk ACC realignment. <laughs> well, see, I, I mean, I feel like that's that's where we've come to with realignment stuff. Like it's 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 gotten so ridiculous that I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like throwing my hands up sometimes with it, but Let's start with with USC and UCLA. Just the, making that decision, announcing they are bolting the Pac-12 as early as 2024. Uh, well, the 2024-2025 season is is going to be their first first year in the Big Ten. Um, how how out of the blue was this to you? How how much did this catch you off guard in terms of just 
you know, um, it, there's always been talk about moving to quote unquote super conferences and these, these different conferences expanding maybe to 16, 18 teams. But I mean, did you figure it was going to be like this, like, like two current big brands of, of a major conference leaving as opposed to, you know, just a major conference adding some other teams into it? Yeah, I think this is the wildest thing we've seen today. It, to answer your question, it was, it was really out of the blue. I, I would have never saw this kind of scene coming. Um, you know, when when Texas and, and Oklahoma State bolted for, for the SEC, it, that was kind of wild because of the history with those teams in, in the Big 12. But regionally, it was like, okay, it make, it, it's not that bad. <laughs> when you think of two teams in, in Southern California, they got a They'll be traveling across country to, to Minnesota and, and Indiana and, and Pennsylvania and Iowa for these for conference games. I mean, and not just two teams from the Pac-12. I mean, UCLA and USC are two of the biggest brands in college football. Definitely two, the two biggest brands on the West Coast. I mean, regionally, that was the wildest thing. But you would just think, like, God, are they really going to leave California and, and leave a 94-year-old relationship with the Pac-12 and, and – Teams like Cal and Stanford, so we say they played so long to go play in the in the in the Big Twelve. I mean the Big Ten, and like it took me. I, I was just coming off vacation when it happened, so it just kind of took me a couple of days when they really hit me, and it didn't hit me until somebody posted a map on on Twitter and like this is the oh, yeah. footprint. I was like, that is crazy. That you know, fans, not, no, no UCLA or USC fans can make a drive up to a conference game you now, other than when they play each other. Because they got to fly, they got to fly thousands of miles across the country for a, for a conference game, a regular season conference game. Which is, I mean, forget footprint, forget natural rivalry. This this is a this has changed the entire landscape. And and the scary part is, is, is it appears to be just the beginning, the beginning of the end. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not over. And and you figure, I saw one report saying that um, Oregon and Washington had also kind of made an inquiry after this is after the announcement of UCLA and USC, but they basically reached out to the big 10 and the big 10 was like, nah, we good for right now. We're standing (laughs) pat. So, um, but you figure, I mean, with what's left of the pac 12 to me, there aren't good enough teams in the West for them to draw from that would really sustain that conference. So, What's you kind of ask the question, what's next? Like, I almost feel like the ACC, in order to survive all of this, has to reach out and and see, you know, try and pilfer what's best. Kind of like a vulture, just trying to get try and get the fattest meat left on the ribs of the Pac-12, because, uh, you know, I think the ACC has to be innovative and they have to, to be aggressive in order to survive this. Because that, you know, a lot of people point towards the ACC having the the media rights, the granting rights um, until 3036. I mean, 2036, dang, 3036 <laughs> would be a beast. 2036. So all of these teams are locked in because it would be too great of a financial hit to leave the conference and forfeit, uh, you know, essentially forfeit all that money. But... I think there will be a time, and I'm sure each school has already done the math on this, um, when leaving for another conference, especially 
you know, I've seen some of the projections on what they expect the Big Ten and the SEC to make and and, and to be able to, uh, you know, they're talking about over a hundred million dollars in revenue that each school will receive. You know what I'm saying? Based on on these deals. And that's like, you know, by 2029. Um, So there's a sliding scale here. So if you're ACC school, the closer it gets to 2036, the lower, you know, that amount, basically that penalty is going to be to leave. Um, And if you're talking about making 100 million plus in revenue in a new league, that's going to offset, you know, at some point. Now, I don't I'm, I'm not smart enough to do all that math, <laughs> which is why I am uh, a sports writer. But, um, you know, at some point it is going to make sense. And I'm sure legally, too, I'm sure a lot of these uh, legal teams at these schools have also dove into the language of, of those that rights deal to try and figure out what loopholes there are to, to leaving, because it. To me, it really has the feel of a sinking ship right now. Um, yep. and, 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 and in the boat. Yes, and you're talking about the ACC basically right now as a second-tier conference. You know, the, the Big Ten and the SEC definitely have, have made that separation. You know, once, once the SEC adds Oklahoma and Texas into the mix. So, um, man, I, who would you – say if you were the ACC commissioner Jonas Pope the fourth who would you say brings enough value to the ACC that you think they should reach out to and try and add man that's tough because I mean none, none of, regionally like you think the Georgias and, and South Carolina and the Florida like they're not gonna leave the SEC I mean regionally that would be cool but they're just not gonna leave that power conference I'm, I'm looking around and just trying to keep within the region. Maybe, maybe West Virginia because it's, it's not that far of a drive. It's in the footprint. Um, I don't know how you they can poach anybody from the, from the big from the Big Twelve or, or from the Pack or what's left of the Pack Twelve. I mean, the Big Ten or the Pack Twelve. Um, I mean, you, but just like you say, you would have to reach out to one of those teams. Maybe Oregon because of their brand and the, the Nike stuff and all that stuff like that. But I mean, regionally, like West Virginia or something like that makes sense because it's right here in the footprint. But man, it's gonna be. It, I mean. The right, the right approach or the right team look would be someone like that Georgia, Tennessee, Atlanta. I mean, Georgia, Tennessee, Florida range, but yeah, you're not getting those things to leave the Southeastern Conference. So, I mean, like I said, Oregon, who sounds like they're they're already interested in breaking up with the Pac-12. It's crazy to sound a, a good uh, Wake Forest, Oregon conference game uh, <laughs> in the middle of January, but yeah, something like that. West Virginia, those are the first two teams that pop in my mind. I don't know uh, if West Virginia be willing to leave the big the big uh, twelve. The teams are being out there at, at an alarming rate, but those will be the first two teams I would think. West Virginia first uh, and try to get into the ACC. Well, I mean, I think basically every school that's not in the SEC or Big Ten right now is open to leaving whatever conference they're in because they, you know, this is musical chairs, man. <laughs> that music about to stop. You better scramble and get a seat or else you're going to be left out. I think, though, <laughs> and, and I should have prefaced the question I asked by saying Notre Dame is obviously the school that the ACC would love to add and would bring that value that, that, you know, I mean, Notre Dame alone to me wouldn't stabilize everything, but it would be a big step towards doing that for the ACC if they were able to get Notre Dame 
Uh, well, I should say Notre Dame football because they're already in it. Everything else. Yeah, I was about to say. I kind of always feel like Notre Dame in the ACC, but it, technically they're not. But that's, that's why I didn't name Notre Dame. But yeah, definitely to get them to be a full time member would be a huge step if you're if you're the ACC. Yeah, I, I mean, I still don't see what the leverage is. That you know, it, to me, it's it's still just they're at the mercy of the whims of of Notre Dame, and at this point for Notre Dame it probably still would be more beneficial for them to join the Big Ten, financially speaking, you know, because <laughs> the Big Ten is just swimming in cash, you know? Um, like, I don't know, unless unless you're talking about, you know, right now the revenue is shared in the league, but it, I think Notre Dame has the leverage to say, if we joined you, y'all would have to give us a bigger cut. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. and then how is that going to, you know, <laughs> this is this is this is going to be interesting, man. This is just crazy because there are so many different kind of factors like that that uh, have to be considered and and could change the scope. I mean, if you're if you're Wake Forest, you know, um, do you even want to stick around for that? You know, if, if you end up being like, we're going to get a. Uh, we're going to have to, we're no longer sharing revenue. We're going to get a lower cut than we normally, you know, maybe not what they normally would have made, but percentage wise, certainly you're going to get a a smaller cut. Um, And to me, they're already at a disadvantage as being, you know, the the smallest school in the ACC. So uh, man, I mean, it's, 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 People talk about the transport portal and NIL as the Wild West. I mean, <laughs> conference realignment is right there too, right? Yeah, you know, it's crazy that we thought the we thought the craziest news of the week would be that the ACC getting rid of divisions is going over the three three five and like boom, a couple days later, like hey, you know yeah. what? We're gonna have a normal ACC in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So this brings me to my rant of the podcast portion. Um, <laughs> is this a, a weekly thing? Do you always do a rant whenever you host? I, I, I kind of joke, yeah, with, with <laughs> Natalie. Natalie Pierre, for folks that don't know, is our sports editor at the NNO. And I, I joke with Natalie um, about always having a part of the podcast where I end up just going off the rails on a little rant. Um, but here's my deal, Jonas. You're adding USC and UCLA to the Big Ten which uh like football okay that's that's kind of simple even though you know it would cost a lot of money from so for somebody when indiana plays at usc to fly Mm -hmm. you know parents to fly out to watch their kid play or whatever but fine it's a weekend you don't have to necessarily miss any days of work whatever you can get in and out whatever but what about the volleyball team you know what i'm saying uh (laughs) what about women's lacrosse what about all of the other olympic sports that are now going to have to factor in when you're talking about a west coast trip or or you know the teams ucla and usc coming east um to the midwest to play those games so my deal is pay the players it's time to stop acting like it's way past time to stop acting like we are in amateur athletics there is nothing sure. amateur about the way this conference is about to be set up you know um and and nil isn't enough like you're still profiting 
in the hundreds of millions, uh, you know, well, really the contracts will be billions technically, but just each individual school about to get bigger paychecks. And you're doing this off of unpaid labor, essentially. It, it's time to stop, stop fronting and go ahead and pony up and come up with a plan to actually pay these players as employees of the university. Because, um, you know, I don't see how anyone in college athletics can still act like this is amateur operation. And that's no, I, my rant I, for the day. I, I, I second that rant. I, I, I agree with you 1,000%. You really played your hand and show how much money is really out there. And these athletic departments will be hurt if they, they cut a little something to these teams. Like you said, the volleyball team has to travel across the country or across things. Like you can, you can make life a little easier for me. You know, you have it. They're printing money in these conferences now. Like they got their own money machine to print money in these conferences to throw this money around. And it's, it's something out there to make life a little easier for these, you know, I'm doing my air quotes, student athletes uh, who, are, who are bringing so much revenue to your university and your conference. So I, I agree 1,000%. Yeah. Now let's let's go back to the ACC for a second. Um, who do you think would be the most likely? Give I say, give me three schools that you feel like are the most likely to bolt, or or not even most likely. Who would be the three schools to leave first if it if it comes to that? If the ACC doesn't make the moves it needs to make, and is is basically an unstable league. What are the schools you think the top three schools that would leave first? This is okay. almost equivalent to being like, <laughs> who would snitch first on it? <laughs> like this is <laughs> this is yeah, not a yeah. character question of the schools, but I just uh, I, I just just curious on uh, who you think. I think uh, I thought about this a little bit too. I think I think both of those Florida schools would probably remote if, if given an opportunity. Uh, Florida State and Miami. Um, they would do some kind of partnership. Like, if Miami's going, Florida State, like, we're, we're going to, I feel like. And I thought maybe Clemson, just like, hey, we're going to the SEC while the big boys play. We think we're big boys anyway, so let's go enjoy this conference. So those would be the first three off the top of my head. Okay. Okay. I definitely agree. Clemson um, would probably be my number one, <coughs> excuse me, school that I think would leave. Um, and I would say Florida State at two like almost right behind them. I actually don't, I, I don't feel as strongly about Miami being that third school. Um, <clears throat> my third school would probably be, um, would probably be somebody like Georgia Tech, which, okay. which is also, you know, obviously firmly in Atlanta in that SEC footprint. And, you know, if they could get that, get that sweet deal, um, I, I could see those three being the first to leave, but I also feel like Carolina is in an interesting position, um, yeah. because they will be, uh, a coveted property basically because of the brand of North Carolina, uh, by the big 10 and the SEC, I think. Yeah. And so, you know, having the option to leave, like, like, kind of like being the lead singer of, <laughs> of, a, of a boy band. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you could look out for yourself and go ahead and leave. And then the group would probably crumble uh, yeah. and the conference would probably crumble. Or you could stay with the group and try and keep everything, you know, try your best to keep it together. So I, I think 
how Carolina plays it is also going to be something to keep an eye on. And, and I would be interested in that. And, and oddly enough, I know the outside people kind of just look at Carolina Duke as a rivalry and all of this stuff, but I think they are tethered to each other. I think if Carolina say went to the big 10, I think Duke, it would be a package deal. And, and I don't think NC state is in on that deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, would if Miami left, Florida State left, would leave too, or vice versa? I, I feel the same way about Duke, and Carolina. Like, they're they're joining the hip. They were kind of like, uh, it's kind of like when Bethune and FAMU both left to be at. You know, when, that's how I feel about Duke and Carolina both leaving state. And like, oh man, like sitting here on a dance floor by themselves. Um, yeah. I, I agree. The Carolina brand is what would attract them to the SC. I mean. We're, Will make them attractive to the SEC or, or Big Twelve, but like you said, but like it's, it's Carolina Justin Timberlake. Are they ready to leave and sink and go out and do their own thing? Or do they care about uh, the rest of this conference? Yeah, or are they Ralph Tresman? Uh, uh, he could have left new edition. Yeah, he could have left new edition early. <laughs> but uh, yeah, or shoot, is Carolina Bobby Brown? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I use Justin Timberlake. But I could usually use a Bobby Brown uh, reference for <laughs> or David Ruffin. We'll go back a little bit further. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David Ruffin was with the Temptations for people that don't know, <laughs> and ended up going solo, and even ended up starting his own Temptations. But that's that would be way too far down a rabbit hole to discuss now. But um, yeah, so how do you think? Well. What's your prediction on, on where this ends? Like 10 years from now, is there still an ACC? I mean, the way things are going, my, my, my immediate response would be no, because the money in these other conferences, and you know, building up these super conferences and the money that comes along with them is going to be too, too enticing for some of these programs. So the shorthand, I would say 10 years. Not, no telling where we're going to be going to cover a conference game. We're both still around in this business, so yes, it's going to be it's going to be wild. If you have any ACC gear or any ACC stuff with the old teams logo, well, you better hold on to it now. It's going to be a, it's going to be worth something in ten years. I, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I I am gonna you know, and this is probably the the kid who grew up in Winston Salem on ACC basketball, and I'm probably an apologist right now uh, mm-hmm. speaking. Um, I, I somehow feel like they're going to get it together and hold it together. And mainly because since they have that grant and rights, which would prevent to me, unless there's some legal loophole, it's going to prevent anybody from leaving immediately. And I think that buys them enough time to get something together, but (laughs) they better do it fast for real. And they better be innovative about it. Because I, 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 you know, the sharks are in the water. Like, you know, this this thing could really fall apart fast. Um, and and I just, I, when I look at the landscape of who's out there, to me, it's it's hard to imagine outside of Notre Dame. And Notre Dame really still has no reason to do it outside of just I don't know. They don't they don't have any reason to do it. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. you're, you're, I love I love how optimistic you are about the ACC, but you know right now you know how it is when you're in school and someone's dating a pretty girl, but there's always somebody else in her ear like, hey, man, you know that dude over there, like that's what somebody's <laughs> telling the ACC right now, like yo, you know this conference is lame. 
You come over <laughs> here. You know, it's probably already happening. So many fools. <laughs> oh man, for sure, for sure it is. Um, yeah, but there's just man, there's not a lot of of big brands out there that would help you save the conference. I mean, right. you know, you look at basically to me the biggest brands out there right now are like Kansas basketball, but Kansas football is so bad that is that something, you know, that's not going to save anything. You know what I mean? Right. If they tried to poach Kansas, that that would add some value. But, you know, a, a place like Stanford, you know, across the board, their non-revenue is basically the tops every year in the top three anyway, every year, nationally speaking. But, you know... I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. Oregon football obviously is, is up there. Um, I don't know what they're going to do, man. And I, I hate to be bleak <laughs> and have a dark out, out, outlook about it, but I just, I don't know how they're going to get it together, but I know they better, better come up with something fast. So, man. Um, you got something brighter? <laughs> you got something more optimistic to clutch on to? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really, man. This, this week, I mean, this week has really opened my eyes. Like, man, this is, this is about to be different. You know, it's, it's about it's about chasing that money. It's about getting the best contracts. About to get regional footprints, to get rivalries. I'm like, trying to get the best company you can bring in the most revenue. The UCLA and, UC, and USC moves. Really did it for me, man. I'm just like, we just in, we're we're in, we're heading towards Armageddon when it comes to these conferences in college football in the next few years. It's about to be wild out here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you almost feel like when things were unstable before, the ACC should have been a little bit more of a uh, predator and went and tried to. I mean. I feel like at one point, maybe it was just rumors back then and stuff too, but I, I feel like at one point, um, Texas was was somebody that was being talked about, like, what if we went and got Texas to join? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It, I mean, that was probably, there was so much speculation and rumors at the time that probably wasn't, you know, didn't have much truth to it. But I almost feel like you needed to, you needed to be a predator back then and and go ahead and be aggressive and just apologize to the rest of <laughs> of college athletics because that would have made them more stable now had they you know done one of those moves back then but i i think for a lot of conferences this was just so so far out of the realm of possibilities to to get you know to get schools that don't even necessarily fit your your footprint um and and bring them into the fold like i never would have guessed <laughs> ucla and usc to the big 10 you know yeah. um it's this is just crazy man so i hope that uh i hope th this kind of grab doesn't end up ruining in a lot of ways college athletics for people in general uh because it is a lot more professional, you know, it is shaping up to be a lot more like the NFL, the major leagues, you know, the NBA that we follow. So yeah, yeah, we shall see how this all unfolds in the coming weeks and months.
Um, I yeah. think I'm going to wrap it here unless you have something else to add, Jonas. Uh, no, not about the, the realignment of college football. I do wonder, did you start wearing bow ties because of Marcus and Boomerang, Ed Murphy and the Tuxedo? And <laughs> and the, and the and bow ties, is that where that came from? No, no. The bow ties <laughs> actually came from um, uh, one of my frat brothers started his own tie, his own line of ties. And initially I was just kind of supporting his endeavor. And then it just kind of grew into its own thing where um, it, it got to a point, you know, when I was working in Louisville, um, I would get questioned if I didn't wear the bow tie. Like, you know what I mean? Like people were expecting, like, what's wrong? Why are you going to wear the bow tie today? You know? So uh, yeah, it just came to be a thing where, where at games, I would definitely, definitely go with the bow ties. So stuck with it all these years later. We can, we can agree, though, that Marcus from Goulray was definitely a capital, right? The capital? <laughs> I mean, I would take that. <laughs> I'd allow him to be in the fret. <laughs> he pulled Holly Berry, too, so. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that's going to do it for the ACC Now podcast. You never know what we're going to talk about, right? Um, I am C.L. Brown. He is Jonas Pope. Please catch us again next week for another episode. And please hit the subscribe button on wherever you go to get your podcast uh, to keep coming back and keep getting updates from the ACC now. Thank you for joining us.